When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. I think David will be back tomorrow. I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on. I just know penicillin's involved. <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now. Well. <laughs> okay, so what? <laughs> is that rude? Well, you know where everybody's mind goes when you say that. Well, I don't know if he wants me to say exactly what it is. But I can confirm penicillin's involved. That's it. Okay. Got to keep a sense of humor during these trying times that we're seeing in the world around us. Yeah, man, give oh, it man. 48 hours, you should be okay. Yeah. yeah. All the anti-Israel demonstrations going across the United States and amazing. the world. Amazing. It's amazing. It really is. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned by very little, by the way. Hardly anything. Well, do you look at this as organic? Like this is just people coming out because they want to support the Palestinians and mm-hmm. yell for ceasefire? Or is this coordinated? I think it's very coordinated. Uh, it feels coordinated. Of course. Um, very I much so. The money's so coming much from coordination, orchestration going oh, yeah. on in this. I mean, where you've got, I, I heard today that there are people that are actor acting as though they were injured so they can get on the news. Oh, I would not doubt and that. So, for a I mean, the orchestration is way beyond our even our folk. Our, we can't even imagine. Well, yes, I mean, somebody makes the signs. The players that Someone are involved in all the of messaging this. to get all yes. the people into the yes. cities all at the same time because it's stunning, man. It is absolutely stunning. And what you're hearing, I mean, is just I don't know how you say it other than it's anti-Jew. That's basically what it comes down to. And then you watch, you know, media reports from legacy outlets, NBC, ABC, CBS, all of them. And it is this framing of making Israel the bad guy right now. Oh, yeah. Because of what's happening with the humanitarian crisis inside Gaza and around hospitals. Um, And I saw this piece at Hot Air talking about how the media is demanding no attacks near the hospitals. And at first glance, you would understand, well, yeah, you don't want, you know, people in the hospital, Mm -mm. you know, to suffer or have their life at risk. But at the same time, if you're following this at all, you know what Hamas has done. They've taken all the money for humanitarian aid that they've gotten over the years and have this incredible tunnel system under Gaza. And they put their headquarters under the hospitals. They do it on purpose. 
And you will hear a few reports saying that, but it doesn't clearly paint the picture, at least in my opinion. So as the AP and others have said, you know, Israel, they're driving up civilian casualties. You know, this doesn't need to happen. That's why a ceasefire is good. Israel has to defeat Hamas. Hamas has said time and time again, one of their sole goals is to wipe Israel off the map. They won't stop. A spokesman just said within the last two weeks, we're going to do it again and again and again, just like October 7th. So, yes, there's a lot of fighting around different hospitals, especially the big one in Gaza City, because that's where Hamas is. They've got all these tunnels. And so if Israel does strike anybody around the hospital, then the media just parrots the Hamas talking points. You see it sort of play out. And so, you know, the AP is asking, okay, hospitals have special protection under the rules of war. Why are they in the crosshairs of Gaza? Well, because that's where Hamas is. Of course. And they say, well, you know, there's no proof that Hamas is under these tunnels. So Israel provides maps to different media outlets saying, um, actually, this is where the headquarters are. It's right here. Here's the map. And then they'll go on to say, Israel has provided no evidence that that's where Hamas is, in these tunnels under the hospital. Who are you going to believe? No, I know. Wow. So one of the good things, and you don't see this report a whole lot either, and this was a couple days ago, but Israel did eliminate one of the top Hamas commanders, that is Ahmed Siam, commander of Hamas's Nasser Radwan company. I don't know if that means anything no, to anybody. Not really. But big player from what you understand. Um, and, yeah, this is going to go on. Well, you were watching some of the shows over the weekend, and oh, Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu was kind of putting out the same message. That, yes, they're trying to do everything possible as far as civilian casualties to not let that number go up. They're doing the best they can. But again, Hamas is responsible for this. Well, and you know, you hear all the time, well, you know, the Palestinian people are not Hamas. There's a lot of people who aren't Hamas. I mean, they don't like them either, right? That's what you hear. I understand that. But, you know, if we want to talk about wars, I mean, not every German was down with Hitler either. No, of but course un- not. Unfortunately, they were they were stuck with this guy running their country. Yes. And with that, unfortunately, in times of war, Innocence is taken. Yes. That's, There's no way terrible. around this. War is just, it's awful. You can't fight a nice war. No. I mean, it, it's impossible. And again, Israel is fighting for their own livelihoods and their future. And I can't believe, man, some of the things, you know, not just with the rallies. Did you see in Brooklyn? High school students getting out of school for an anti-Israel walkout. I know. And what they're saying? F the Jews? Where do they learn that? It's sickening. They weren't born that way. Man. Yeah, so much to get to when it comes to that today. Saw a disturbing story out of Las Vegas. And this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. And I don't imagine Legacy Media is going to be on this too much. Um, But this teenage kid, 17 years old, Jonathan Lewis, um, was beaten to death by 15 other youths 
just a couple of weeks ago. And as the story goes, one of Jonathan's smaller friends had something stolen from him. And these guys picked him up and threw him in a trash can. And so Jonathan went over to stick up for his friend. They started beating Jonathan. And they kept beating him and kicking him. And he ended up in the hospital. He was unconscious. And the family is now speaking about it. Um, and it's, I mean, heartbreaking, man. The New York Post had it, you know, pictures of this kid in the hospital with his dad. Um, you know, and luckily, one of Jonathan's other friends came in to try to get some of the 15 guys off of Jonathan. They beat him, too, just not as severely. Um, but anyway, there's a different element to this. And, of course... If you change the races when it comes to this story, you would have heard about this already. Jonathan's a white kid. The 15 that beat him were black. Should it matter? Should it matter on how it's reported, whether or not it's reported? No, yes. absolutely not. It shouldn't matter. No. A kid is beaten by 15 other no, kids. No, yeah. You to report, death, you report not... on those types of things, not based on race. Oh, my goodness. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. No, it's not. It's this not. doesn't fit a narrative. No, it doesn't. And so, therefore, it's going to get kicked to the curb like everything else. Teen was put on life support at University Medical Center where he died last Tuesday. Yeah. And what was the reason for the beating? He stood up for his friend. That's it. That was it. But what was his friend getting beaten for? Well, the friend had something stolen from him right. and then shoved in a trash can. Right. And why was that happening? Because they could. Yeah. Because they could. The dad, you know, was talking to media, said, you know, I love my children with all my heart. It's just unimaginable that we could ever come to this point. They kept the kid on life support several days hoping that he would wake up. But then, you know, it's just heart-wrenching, man. All the way over. And the Vegas Metro Police Department's homicide unit is investigating. So far, no arrest. But the father did share that the family was told by investigators they plan to charge several students with murder. Better. And the dad said, I hope there's a way um, that we can find forgiveness, or they find forgiveness in their heart and find a way to be able to come to terms with what they've done by killing his son. Well, I mean, I hope that this story, there's follow-ups, news on this as it goes on, because a lot of this stuff, you don't know whatever happens. You don't. If it ever really did happen or not. You don't. But, yeah, I mean, it's barbaric. It really is. We live is. in these crazy barbaric times when this kind of stuff just happens. And, and, and nothing, And again, when there's absolutely zero consequence involved in your actions or very little, it will never stop. It will never stop. No. So I figure if we were going to talk about that, I also want to mention this. Um, it was Veterans Day over the weekend. Yes, sir. And celebrated. And just wanted to bring this up because there are so many good people in the world and we're talking about so much negativity just as far as news especially it seems very heavy right now to bring up a story well there's a couple of them one like this um this air force vet in pennsylvania craig harris recently got a new kidney donated by another air force veteran named morgan slaughter she had heard that he needed one after this pizza place in Philadelphia posted it on their big sign outside. Huh, cool. And so you'll hear, um, well, everybody, including the, the pizza owner, 
um, all in this clip. It's pretty cool. Roll it. When I went to see a nephrologist, and they're like, you're in stage four kidney failure. What we try to do is uplift, recognize, honor people with the sign. They had told him somebody was in the mix, and I said, well, you know, that somebody was me, and it's done. We want to let you know you have a living donor, and we're like, I do? His wife called me, and she says, you saved my husband's life. Chills. It's good people, man. Awesome stuff, man. It happens every day. We just don't hear about it. No. No, I thought I'd bring that up. Yep. Uh, there was another story, too. And this is kind of wild. This was a guy from Illinois that wound up going to donate his kidney. But as he went to Florida to donate the kidney, found out that he had a tumor. Oh, my. It saved his life. Wow. Yeah. By him being so generous, it actually ended up saving him. My heart said, I know what I'm going to do. So... Um, by the time I got home, my brain was convinced, and I talked to my wife, and I started filling out the paperwork at Mayo Clinic. I was just in shock. I, you know, it can't be cancer. Can't. I mean, I've been in the best shape I've been in 15 years, and I was on my mission. We want to get him that kidney, and we're going to turn the final pages on the, the Perry and Pat story and start a new book with our remaining lives, and we just hope that can happen and happen soon. I'm like, man, that's cool. Need to hear more of that, actually. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I agree. So, very cool. All right, Andres, we need a roll. Going to hit it. There's a lot to get to, um, including, <laughs> yeah, without Van Camp, man, there's, there's a few buttons. They're just getting, you know, hit out of nowhere. No big deal. We'll roll through. I like dogs barking. It's cool. Um, well, Megan Rapinoe, her final game. Yeah, don't. What? What? I can't handle her. Did you hear what happened? Did you hear who she mocked in of the end of I all heard, of this? I heard it all. Yes. Yeah. Um, Please we need go to get away. To that. Just go away. Well, I think this is it now. It should be. And somebody drops out of the presidential race on the Republican side. Yeah. We'll get to all that coming up. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. 
Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out. We hope back tomorrow. Take a penicillin for it. There's Scott Robbins. <laughs> what? Am I lying? No, you're not lying, but you know where everybody's <laughs> mind goes right away. You just say he's taking penicillin for it. You think, okay. It's medicine, Scott. Got it. I, I don't know. I'm allergic to it. Are you really? Yeah, the only thing I'm allergic to. How did you find that out? I uh, Well, I wasn't until I became older and I had a bad uh, throat infection. So I went in and they gave me these big, large penicillin pills and I took one and I just blew up, man. I had rash and... Wow. I had to go in and they had to give me a shot and that was like... Two minutes later, I was fine. Holy smokes. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Well, you were, I didn't really know you then. I mean, that was a long, long time ago. Oh, it was before your heart attacks. You're talking yeah, like oh, in the yeah, 80s yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, it's on my chart, though. That and adhesive tape. I know it by heart. Okay. Yeah. No adhesive tape or penicillin. No penicillin attached to adhesive tape. <laughs> it could all be bad. Tim Scott's out of the race. Uh, yeah. He dropped out. I'm not surprised, but I, I heard his people that worked for him found out the same way we all did. Yeah, you know, it on Fox TV. News. Yeah, with Trey Gowdy, his old buddy. Yeah, I hope nobody bought anything on time that was working for, you know, Tim Scott's campaign. Dang. Yeah, I suppose that's probably not the way you want to do it. No, you I don't plan think on so. that, you might want to give everybody a heads up maybe a half hour before you go on. Or just call it, you know, conference call or something. Go, hey, by the way. Here's the deal. The numbers aren't there. We're going to go ahead and suspend this thing. And I'm going to go on Fox News in a couple of hours and tell them. Yeah, the word was after the first debate, the financial backing that he had. Yeah. They're like, okay. Disappeared. After the second one, it really went away. Yes. So you knew this was going to happen. He never distinguished himself, though, at all. No. I mean, you know, that was a problem. And again, he may be setting himself up for a VP nod, although he says he doesn't want to do that. Okay. We'll see. I know. Exactly. Right. I'm with you on that one. If Trump were to win or any other Republican, I think they would probably be looking to him to oh, fill I think up so something. Too. Yeah. So uh, some people are saying, okay, it's now down to two, really, uh, outside of Trump. And that would be DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Although for me personally, I don't want to see Vivek out, like as far as another debate, something like no. that, because he really made the last one interesting, He's at least in my eyes. He's not entertainment there. Yep. And I thought DeSantis did well. I did too. Wasn't that he did not. Um, and we'll wait and see what the polling is the rest of this week after that debate. Well, they got to get that tub of goo out of there, though. Christy. It's, he's, that's whatever. That's just a waste of time. It always has been. Kind of knew what he was all about, and that was to go after Trump, and it hasn't been all that effective. I did not think Nikki Haley had a great debate the other night. No, I, yeah, I have no, no opinion, so that must mean she didn't really do anything that caught my attention. Because you thought she did well before. I thought she did, yeah, and I think a lot of people did. She saw Bump. Yes, her first go around. That's true. I lost a bet on that. Yeah, I'll admit it. Yeah, I know. When we lose the bets, it's all right. That's part of it. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, Democrats are freaking out about Biden. We talked about that quite a bit last week because of the polling came out that shows Biden behind Trump in five out of the six swing states, right? By a pretty large margin. 
And so a lot of his defenders are out there now. We'll have a clip a little bit later um, from his former press secretary, Little Red Lion Hood. Oh, yeah. Um, which was interesting. But there's something else that people are talking about. And when Joe Manchin last week announced he wasn't going to run again for Senate, West Virginia. So he's going to just go around the country and take people's temperature and maybe a third-party candidate. Well, wow, that hurts Biden. I mean, that allows Trump to waltz right in if he's the nominee. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a big deal. And other people are saying um, Kennedy Jr. is still going to be a big player as far as an independent, unlike we've seen well, since. He's polling in double digits. Most that's places. 22%. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, with David out, I'll ask you. What do you think the biggest story today is, Scott Robbins? Oh, I th still think it's uh, what's going on right now with Israel and Hamas. I mean, I think that's still the big story. I mean, it leads just about everywhere right now. In that, I think that there's a lot of, boy, there's a lot of pause the, uh, pause the uh, war, let Hamas, let the people leave uh, Palestine who want to leave, but they're getting shot by their own people. Hamas is yes, making it they're, impossible. They're shooting them. Yeah, it's... But that part it's isn't being remarkable. Reported. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. But also what's going on college campuses right now. Yeah, and the rest of the country. Stunning, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, and the Megan Rapino story just oh. for you, Scott. And a round of What's Your Story? Straight ahead, right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp out today. The Sexy Boomer, of course, Scott Robbins. Mm -hmm. um, and oh man, I forget even how to pronounce her name. Linda Sarsour? Yeah, I think you're right about that. She's been an anti Jew forever. Yes. She's a Jew hater. Yes. But she would always get these gigs where she would rise to prominence. It, I don't know. Did people really know who she was the whole time? She was big in the Women's March. People were like, hey, she's so anti-Semitic. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't think so, no. I think they knew she was very much a, uh, a radical of sorts, politically, you know, yeah. shaking cages all the time, yes. So you saw some of the demonstrations in New York over I the saw, weekend. Yeah, a lot of them, yeah. They call it. Pro-Palestine. Mm -hmm. Isn't it anti-Israel? Isn't that a better descriptor? Well, yeah, but it sounds meaner when you say it that way. Okay. Yeah, the left loves that. They're good at it. Mm -hmm. This is pretty remarkable to me. Um, actually, what she says. Uh, she's talking about, you know, the ripping down of the posters of the children and the people that are still being held hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are just daring you to do that. Don't fall for the trap, is what she is saying. And then listen to the way she speaks about Jewish people. Roll it. When you go home tonight, they have their little people all around the city. Trust me, I know them. I got a radar for them. The little people around the city, they're all over. Trust me, I have a radar for them. Yeah. You have a Jew radar? Yeah, apparently. Is that some sort of superpower mm. in that world? I don't know if you can get that at uh, AutoZone or not. I don't think so. No. What is that? I don't know. Can you imagine anybody else saying that about any other type of people? No, no. Of course not. You think they're your people. You think they're ordinary people. 
Stay focused on what? <sighs> sounds rather menacing. Well, sounds yeah. very threatening. Sounds threatening. Absolutely, it does. Wow, man, what a time! And <laughs> I mean, the amazing thing is, she there. There is absolutely no repercussion for what she's saying. No, there, I mean, all of a sudden, there's no, there's no loud pushback against it because, well. People are afraid to speak up. All of a sudden, right the left is falling in love with free speech. Exactly. And, and, and not right. wanting to admit what is hate speech. It's not really free speech. It's what they, their speech. That's of okay. Of course. It always has been. It's, we will pick out what's hate speech. That, right. And that's not, and that's not hate because speech. Because we like the side that Linda's on. Right. Exactly. You know that's true. Everybody it's knows that's true. Total hypocrisy. Of course it is. Um, from the sports world, uh, I saw the story... I'm not big into soccer, not especially women's soccer. I uh, used to root for the women's team years ago and then just got soured like so many other people in this country. Well, one player yeah. determined whether or not I was going to watch it or not or root for it or not. And she determined that she didn't want me watching it. Megan Rapino. Yeah, she's a horrible person, by the way. She's one of the worst people ever. It, she's a terrible, terrible person you know, with a dark heart. I remember one time, this was in the last couple of months, and I've heard you go off on her several times, yeah, I'm not person. a fan. Yeah. I heard Megan Kelly rip her a new one. Oh, Good. my gosh, talking about so self-consumed. Absolutely. And, yes, turning off a lot of people to the entire team. Well, her career ended with an injury. Yeah, three minutes into the game. Yes. Uh, tore her Achilles. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a non-collision. Yeah. Well, so I saw I saw the clip of it, and then I saw her post-game comments where she mocks God. More on that in a second. Oh, uh, but just for you especially, Scotty, um, just to show respect to this last game, here was the announcer, and we can get your take. And this is such a sad, sad way for Megan Rapinoe's professional career to come to an end. Oh, I think karma had a big play in it. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a big believer in karma. However, in this one, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that, but it's like it happens. You get a little bit older, you know, that sort of thing. So and sad. Then, you know, the game owes something to her, Scott. No, the game doesn't. A know. national heroine, a woman who has done so much, not just for the women's game, but for the game of football in the United oh, States. Stop. And for so many more causes beyond. So many more causes beyond. She's managed to piss off half the population of America. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I've never, I've never yeah. known anybody as ungrateful. I know. Harpy like her, because that's exactly what she is. Yeah. She, she, she couldn't just let it ride with gaining fame through her sport. Taking the knee, and but you got to go. Lives you got to take it a step further. You've got to become and this radicalized kook <laughs> who <laughs> nobody takes seriously or shouldn't anyway. Yeah, not grateful for the country she lives in at all. And all the young ladies that look up to her that are able to play. Oh, come on, man. 
So then we get to the post game. Yeah, which gets even better. Now, in case you really hate her, now, wait till you hear this. <laughs> okay, roll it. Yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. <laughs> this is. Okay, well, hold on yeah. there for a second. Not that she believes in God, but this is proof there isn't. Because if there was a God, how could a real God really allow do Megan Rapino yeah. okay. to tear an Achilles in her last game because right. a real God would owe her a healthy game. Probably the game winner, too. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Really? You're garbage. Just go away. Be gone. So that's proof to you that if something bad happens to you, it can happen to all these other people in the world. Yeah, that is so they deserve it for the most part. Right. Yeah, not me, though. But it happens to you. It's proof. Yeah. No God. Yeah. Okay, she goes on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just because like six minutes in, meet my Achilles. I mean, what the Yeah, just started the game and this happens. What the? Yeah. It's no God. Yeah, take your attitude elsewhere. <laughs> move on. Golly. Is there a country she can move to? Again, man, go That's fund me to help That's one reason that if it is Donald Trump, I hope he wins because she'll be one of these people. I'll move, and I hope she does. Good riddance. Oh, they usually say it, but then never follow through. Yeah. Because where are you going to go? Right. Okay, it's that time of the show. Well, it's just you and I today. Yeah, I so there's a lot of stories out there, and it may not have been the biggest one we saw today but it caught your attention scotty what's your story today well uh every morning i'm on real quickly with our friends in dallas and today one of the big stories in dallas and around the sports world and the world in general texas a&m university read this story fired their head head coach jimbo fisher in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. here's the deal jimbo is owed 77 and a half million dollars that will be the buyout making it the highest in college football history. Oh, my goodness. $77.5 million to not go to work. Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork called the buyout monumental (laughs) and something that will have consequences, but said it had to be done because the team has been underperforming despite their elite fundraising, recruiting, and facilities. Our program is stuck in neutral, he said, We should be on the national scene. Something's not clicking. Something's not working. So we fired him. (laughs) No public dollars, he said, will go towards Fisher's $77.5 million buyout. We use unrestricted contributions within the 12th Man Foundation for the first one-time payment. I guess he gets the check for the whole thing. And the athletic department will fund the annual payments for the remaining portion by growing our revenues and adjusting our annual operating budget accordingly. So if you're writing checks to Texas A&M and their football program, just know that it's going to pay for a guy who doesn't have a job there. (laughs) Yeah, the reason I'm laughing is the way you deliver the story. Golly. (laughs) You start yelling in your delivery, which just cracks me up. But it's like assistant coaches went with him, so it's like oh, like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, man, a hundred million. They, they thought gone he was the answer. Out the door. Yeah. Damn. That's how valuable college football is. In some places, it's college basketball, but across the United States, a lot of places it is college football. It's worth a lot of money. 
paying out seventy-seven and a half million dollars did not work. Oh yeah, that's a sweet gig, man. Well, and the thing is, for you to actually cut ties, you really got to believe there's no turning this thing around. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, his like not. not well, let's wait till there's a, a year left or two. No, we got to turn it around now. He was his wow. overall record is forty-five and twenty-five in six years at Texas A&M. But they've not played for an SEC title or college football playoff during his era. Well, did you happen to see this, I guess you'd call it a documentary, on Johnny Manziel? I think it was Netflix. Yeah. One of the streaming services. You saw it? Yeah. I mean, that's a football-hungry area. I mean, I'm stating the obvious. Oh, yeah. But it goes beyond what you even imagine. Yeah. You know, the fandom and when, you know, that team is winning is, Yeah. Seventy-seven million, though. Wow. Yeah, a lot of uh, golf outings to pay for that one coming Buddy. up in the future. Yep. Uh, for my story today, what's your story? Because there's so much heaviness in the news, and I thought you would appreciate this, Scott. National Toy Hall of Fame. Yeah. Announced new inductees. Ooh. Baseball cards are now in. Good. Should be. Yeah. Would you consider baseball cards a toy? Are you a no, toy collector? No, not a toy necessarily. But as a kid, you collect them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They've been around since the 1860s. You know, a kid who put them in the spokes of their bikes. Did you have those kids in your neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now that would drive you crazy because then they wouldn't be worth as much. Well, I'd have to look at them first. Right. That sort of thing. Spoke, spoke, not spoke, spoke. I just wondered if you would consider yourself a toy collector. No, not necessarily a toy collector, no. Well, and something that I hold probably near and dear to my heart, even though I did collect baseball cards for a while, that made it into the Toy Hall of Fame is Nerf. Oh, yeah. And they mentioned the first Nerf product was the 4-inch foam ball in 1970. They built it as the world's first official indoor ball. Yeah. I cannot tell you how much Nerf my brother and I played through our childhood. All the time, yeah. Stuff still got broke. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong about that. But then the Nerf football, everything else. And then it turns into my kid with Nerf darts and everything else. Yep. So, yes, that Nerf AKs. Absolutely big then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Fisher-Price corn popper. Oh, Yeah. I had one, one of those. One of the most annoying annoying toys of all time. Yeah, I had one of those. And the Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah, my daughter. That was crazy when that was going on. Oh, I bet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Much to get to. Um, Thirty-six thousand, twenty-five, one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com MVR. That's NetSuite.com MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com MVR. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seatbelts, did things that are unthinkable today. 
But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. Scott Robbins right there. Has not been a good year for Target. Uh, no. Self-inflicted. Yes. In many cases. Yes. And now a California sheriff <laughs> has lit them up. I mean, has really ripped them. Uh, quite a new one. And I, I don't blame them at all. Or blame the sheriff. And the reason is because they're trying to crack down on crime. And, hey, Andres, can you mute that? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So can you mute that? Thanks. So the sheriff mentions that Target (laughs) contacted them. Hey, could you help with the shoplifting? We got a huge problem here in Sacramento. Yeah. Right? Uh, Okay. But then Target... Says, okay, well, but I, but we want you to do it in the right way. Okay. Now, we know that a lot of the people that steal from this Target are known transients. Okay, but we don't want anybody arrested in the store. That, that'd look bad. Do you have transient phobia? Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Okay. So, again, they work to conduct this operation to get the shoplifters. But there's this list of rules that the the sheriff's department is supposed to follow, of course. including don't arrest anybody inside the store. Right. Said if we arrest someone, they wanted us to process them outside behind the store in the rain. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't make this stuff up. Are you kidding? Said our deputies watched a lady on camera bring in her own shopping bags, go down the body wash aisle, grab a bunch of native body washes. Then she went to customer service to return them. Yeah, these aren't working out for me. You didn't buy them. (laughs) You just walked across the room. Yeah. Target chose to do nothing and simply let it happen. Yet somehow, this is again from the sheriff's office, locking up deodorant and raising prices on everyday items we need to survive is their best answer. Yeah. And then he, he actually said, we don't tell big retail how to do their jobs. They shouldn't tell us how to do ours. Plus the fact, if you would arrest them in the store, yes. maybe people would see that and maybe second guess perhaps stealing from you in the future. It is driving people crazy I mean, around it, the country right, and, to and, watch right. thieves get away with it Absolutely. time and time again. People the, have a hunger for justice. Because you have two options if you're the retailer. You either hike prices through the roof to cover the cost or you close down. That's it. Yes. There are no other options here. And what, well, we don't want to shame people. They, they really need the products. No, they don't. No. They don't have to steal it. No, they don't. No. 
you have to have laws. Yes. I don't understand what's so hard to understand about that. Okay. Saw a lot of holiday ads over the weekend. I'm sure you did too. Yeah. I saw a couple of stats that's pretty astounding, you know, at first glance. Maybe it's not when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. It said, you know, over holiday parties, this, these are the averages as far as what you're going to consume. 26 cookies. <laughs> Do you think that's true? No, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 12 slices of pie? Hmm, that seems high, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. 13 cupcakes. Yeah, easy. Wow. Love cupcakes, by the way. Is that your thing? Yeah. You would rather have a cupcake than a piece of cake? Uh, yeah, because I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I'm eating less. It sounds weird, but I, I do. No, you just control it with that. Right. No one is going to say what size cupcake. It's actually one size. Right. Yeah, not, I'm going right. to have this big of a slab right. of cake. Right, exactly. No, no. Yeah, but then you how often do you just have one cupcake? Well, you don't. It's impossible. Yeah. It's best proven by science. Yeah. Yes. And then they ask uh, people, what's your favorite holiday flavor? Can you guess? David's not here. We can't Eggnog. do it again. It's a, a pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Of course, isn't it? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Scott Robbins. David Van Camp is out today, hopefully back tomorrow. Been a lot of talk about all the protests going on across the United States. Um, disgusting in a lot of different ways. Especially the college campuses. So anti-Semitic. So hateful. Mm-hmm. And you wonder how many of these people even know what they're actually saying when they're talking about wiping out Israel. In some ways, it's absolutely stunning. What's interesting is close to us where we are, I saw a protest that took place on a college campus involving very few students, actually. But they did it before a big Democrat fundraiser that was taking place. Yes. Yes. Where they were playing dead and they were laying in the lobby. There was like four people. Acting like they were dead. And then there was somebody screaming, some girls screaming. Right. Whatever. And I'm like, well, you know what? They're going to turn on you, too. If you guys thought you were safe somehow or absolved from this, no. Oh, no. You're not. Not the radicals. As a matter of fact, this could be worse for them. Yes. I mean, this could really be bad. Because, I mean, not that they're going to vote for Republicans, mind you. I don't think that. No. But the fact that they would just sit out. Yeah. Just not support anyone. Yeah. You know, about ceasefire and we're not going to support you. And she had notes that she was ripping through her notes and she was yelling. And it was just, wow. Okay. So... As I'm seeing things like that, and that's yeah. happening across the country, and some of them are very tiny. And some okay. are huge. But this is what's interesting. You saw what happened Friday night. Yeah. You had these protesters in New York. I mean, as we understand, I mean, cops are in a certain place, and the early report was they've kind of barricaded themselves, and you got these protesters banging on, you know, yep. the doors to get in. Yep. Yeah. Central Park Station. Yeah. And you're like, What? 
And I'm like, I'm seeing on X, you know, you've got like former New York cops going, where are the cops? Are you freaking kidding me? What arrest people? What is going on? This is the United States. Yep. And just out of curiosity, I wanted to see what the Today Show covered the next day. Were they going to cover that? No. No. No, because that's not a great look. No. But local outlets will promote the two or three morons that are screaming ceasefire at some local event. Oh, I know. Giving them exactly what they want. Right. It's it's the, crazy the only thing to me. again. The only thing I thought was interesting about it was it was them against Democrats. Yes. A whole room full of these. Pat yourself on the back. Liberal. You know, progressive Democrats. Yeah, all coming together in Obama's name, by the way. Right, exactly. Hilarious. In the name of Obama. Yes. Awesome. But as far as the college campus stuff goes, yeah, it was... did you see what happened at Harvard? Yeah. They reported this guy, Elon Teddy Tamaklo, I think is how you pronounce his mm-hmm. name. Um, he was let go from his job. He was a student at the Harvard Divinity School and lost his job as a freshman proctor. After the video surfaced, and you may have seen it, him harassing an Israeli classmate. They were yelling in his face. They wouldn't let him get away from people. Right. It was so menacing. It was nuts, man. And so, you know, you've got a lot of people that graduated from Harvard coming together, telling school, you got to do something about this. Mitt Romney was one of them. Your buddy Mittens, Scott. Yeah. Saying you got to muster the courage to lead by reestablishing moral and respectful conduct on your campuses. I mean, that was a violent assault of that Israeli student. And, you know, it is true. We're all seeing how Jewish and Israeli students are targets of threats and violence from groups of pro Palestinian students. I haven't seen it go the other way. Have you? No. Not saying it hasn't happened. No, I, I haven't I seen just it. Had to process that for yeah, a second. I, I don't think I have. No. But yes, university leadership shockingly has been paralyzed. They're oh boy, they really want to be careful. Um, but you look at this particular person, this Teddy uh, Tamaklo person. This isn't somebody that just doesn't know. That's just chanting whatever the rest of the crowd is chanting. Um, he had set up a group at Harvard called Graduate Students for Palestine, which. So the reports go, seem to serve as a propaganda tool for Hamas. A peddling extremist, anti-Semitic rhetoric with the whole goal to make Jewish students feel unsafe. So I'm glad he lost his job. Yeah. I mean, if you had someone that hateful towards some other group of people, they lose their job. No, hate is, you can hate say whatever you want. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, there are consequences yeah. to what you do. There's Nobody's no stifling your free speech. I hate that. Oh, yeah. Um, over the weekend, I happened to notice this, and I don't think I would ever even know it if it's not put out there on X and other places because it's on MSNBC. Jen Psaki, former White House press secretary. She's very afraid of a Trump presidency. Oh, they all are. Yeah. Have you heard this clip, Scott? No. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay. Uh, the irony. Go ahead. Yeah. The hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's funny enough. A lot of oh, people, yeah. as far as Democratic voters, because that's who she's scolding there. They want someone that can put a sentence together, a coherent thought. Well, of they course, they don't want somebody that has dementia. Is that asking too much? Maybe. 
Golly, maybe. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, yeah. unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. He may go after his political opponents, you say. Who's been indicted, you know, 3,000 times? Trump from Biden. Well, I mean, the fact he's going to go after his political opponents makes me want to vote for him twice. <laughs> yeah. How is that a detriment, dopey? How, <laughs> how, seriously. <laughs> the other part that I didn't see anybody comment on. See if I get it. Unleash troops on protesters. Yeah, that too. Again, win, win, win column, win column. Yeah, what we're seeing currently right now. Yeah, that's like a campaign ad for Trump. Well, I mean, and people, you know, that have paid attention to January 6th know what really happened. Yeah. People were lured in and then arrested for just like, what? I, the, the door was held open for me. I'm not talking yeah. about the people that were really out to destroy yeah, crap. You want to talk about decorum and unpresidential keep yapping. Yeah, that was... Yeah. He's going to go after his political opponents, and he's uh, going to sick the military on those protesters. Yes! Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard something really fascinating over the weekend, and that was a podcast. Lex Friedman and Elon Musk, they cover so much in this podcast. AI, wars, I mean, little things like video games, and then how we could be without energy within a couple of years. Electricity. Yeah. I mean, and then life on other planets. It is heady. There are parts, especially about AI, that I decided uh, I'll just wait until David gets back because it may freak you out a little bit. But I thought this was endearing. Elon Musk is defending the United States because, you know, a lot of, well, people in this country have been brought up to hate the country. I think we're seeing it play out right now. Uh, what we've done, we're awful as a nation, just terrible. Imperialistic, blah, blah, blah. You hear it on and on and on from the left. And Elon Musk says, you know what? Hold on a second. Here's a couple of different examples he gives. What we could have done after World War II. You don't hear too many people with this take. The, the U.S. is one of the, also one of the rare cases that has not been acquisitive. Like after World War II, the U.S. could have basically taken over the world and any country. Like we got nukes, nobody else got nukes. We don't even have to lose soldiers. Uh, which country do you want? Mm -hmm. And the United States could have taken over everything. Oh, it at will, and it didn't. Um, and the United States actually helped rebuild countries. So it helped rebuild Europe. You know, helped rebuild Japan. Um, this is very unusual behavior, almost unprecedented. And. You kind of forget that when you're thinking about world history. Because mm -hmm. most countries do do that sure. over time. Well, yeah. And then he went on to say, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're not perfect. Um, but he gives an example of the United States being good. So he's like, well, America's done bad things. Well, of course, America's done bad things. But one needs to look at the, uh, the whole track record. Um, and, and just generally, you know, one, one sort of test would be, how do you treat your prisoners of war? Mm-hmm. Or let's say, um, you know, no offense to the Russians, but 
let's say you're in Germany. It's 1945. You got the Russian army coming on one side, and you got the French, British, and American armies coming on the other side. Who would you like to be to surrender to? Like, no country is like morally perfect, but I recommend uh, being a POW with the Americans. That would be my choice very strongly. <laughs> In the full menu of POW. Very much so. <laughs> yes. Because of the way the United States has gone about it. I like that. Not perfect, but comparison. And you look at the whole picture. The United States has been the most generous country in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. And we have so many people that are living in it that have a benefit from the lives lost to build what we have that not only don't appreciate it, but want to damn it. It's crazy. The institutions took over, man. That's how the left has done this. So on a lighter note. Scott, because I see the heaviness in your eyes. Yeah, well, it's a heavy topic, you know. Sometimes you've mentioned this on the show. Mm -hmm. Now you just want to relax, sit on the couch. You got your cats come up on your lap and everything's okay. Yeah. So uh, there's some kitty audio that's making the rounds. This cat sings the blues. Oh. Have you ever heard a cat that will sing? My cat kind of sings. Like a call and response? Maybe I can take my guitar down there and see if the cat will do yeah, this. Okay. That cat would be a lot cooler if he could do something like this. <laughs> Okay. Not a lot of range, but, you know. Not much range. No. I mean, not going to rival Robert Plant or anything like no. that. Almost like a cat mocking a baby. Wah. My cat does it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. News update straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. You know, different stories out there today. Um, this was interesting. This came out this morning, Wall Street Journal. And it's about the FDIC and the toxic atmosphere there. Would you expect that, Scott? <laughs> yeah. You would? Yeah. Okay. It's a toxic atmosphere, buddy. Usually the FDIC, it's like, oh, the banking people. I think sometimes the reputation would be a little straight-laced. No, not so much. It I don't think anything like, is straight-laced anymore. It sounded more like an old rock radio station. Exactly. What was going on there? Did you see? I mean, you saw some of this, right? Some of what? Some, some of these shenanigans that were going on? At the FDIC? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I know. Well, you're right about the old rock radio station because it's true. It's It's just... Pretty wild. Strippers, so, hookers, blow, booze. Yeah, it says in the story. And it, listen, before we get into this, yes, there will always be people involved in this story that will say, yes, it was toxic. It was terrible. Um, I got passed over for jobs. It was because I wasn't a part of that club. Yes, I understand that. But still, this goes beyond in some oh, ways. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so we go with uh, part of this story saying, there was a, this dude, he was a supervisor in San Francisco at the Federal Deposit Insurance Company. He would invite employees to the strip club. That's right. You know. Not just your buddies, no, no the other employees. Well, hey. it's it's an outing. It's an outing with the yes. whole group to get to know each other better. Yeah. A supervisor in Denver had sex with his employee and then told the other employees about it and then pressed her to drink whiskey during work. Come on, take a shot. Senior bank examiners texted female employees photos of their... It just says it. That's always worked. It works 100% of the time, by the way. It can't, can it? No, it can't. No, it never does. Dudes do it all the time. I don't know. And not for comedic purposes. No. No, like, man, once she gets... A look at this, because it looks so much different than all the rest of them. So it goes on in the story to talk about the toxic work environment and for years has caused employees to flee from an agency they say enabled and failed to punish bad behavior. So you got just people protecting one another. Yeah. And so they go through all these legal filings, uh, the complaints, emails, text messages, internal documents, and it does tell a story. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, that is just kind of wild. You know, traveling to banks across the country, regulators are meant to evaluate banks' financial stability and compliance with regulations. They would talk about other women's appearances in front of women quite often. Jeez. Um, a heavy drinking culture. And then it talks about the FDIC's 11-story hotel outside Washington where out-of-town employees stay when attending training. They call it a party hub where people have vomited in the elevator and urinated off the roof 
after nights of heavy boozing. <laughs> it's like freaking Don Draper it's like, all it's like, what works is- at the FDIC. <laughs> the FDIC? Yeah, right. The carousing spawned an Instagram account that posted in 2021. If you haven't puked off the roof, were you really ever a bank examiner in training? I was like, wow, I didn't even know that world existed. I didn't either. Man. And then an FDI official, you'll love this. I wanted to bring this up on air because of the statement. Harassment in any form is contrary to the FDIC's values and our deep commitment to fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace, a safe and equitable environment where all employees can feel valued and respected. Yeah, anything that makes rock DJs look like Quakers. (laughs) this, This is a really bad thing. Wow. You know, they take all these complaints seriously. You know they do, and they're going to investigate them and take appropriate action. I think the whole reason for the piece is because that hasn't happened. There was just an accepted part of the culture. Golly, who knew? Uh, Scott, did you know it's World Kindness Day? I did see that this morning when I got up on social media. What'd you do? Said no. you're not going to be kind to anybody? Just... Well, I'll be kind. I mean, I'm kind until they're not kind to me, and then, <laughs> then it's time to not be kind anymore. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David's out, so I ask you the biggest story today. What is it, Scott? Well, I'm guessing it's uh, what was taking place over the weekend on a lot, of, a lot of college campuses around this country and the anti-Semitism that is just blowing everyone's mind, I think. And the yeah. sheer numbers that we're seeing yeah. uh, are, are really remarkable. And and all the, you know, Hamas is reporting today that X number of people have been killed. You know, we're just taking Hamas like all of a sudden they're, you know, a reputable news outlet. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. And yes, China does plan to take Taiwan. Of course. Elon Musk said 100%. That is the plan. Yep. We'll get to that. Any news update coming straight ahead. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp out today, hopefully back tomorrow. Okay, obviously hearing a lot about the war in uh, Gaza. Yeah. Israel, Hamas. Um, And it certainly looks like you're trying to figure out exactly what's real. That Israel is really making an impact as far as taking out Hamas leaders. Mm Mm-hmm. And going about it very methodically as people around the world are screeching for a ceasefire. That's not going to happen. Netanyahu said it many times. Call for it all you want. And then there's even sort of this confusion. Well, is it, you know, four-hour pauses? Are we doing the pauses? Because Biden had to have something for the left. Oh, we want the pause to get the civilians through out of harm's way. I guess they've tried that. Um. But as far as Israel is saying, yeah, that that continues. We've been doing that. Mm-hmm. So you got you know people trying to save face. It's like Macron in France, you know, saying, "Hey, we, we're friends with Israel. We're all about it, but you got to do it by the rules." Right. 
okay, Hamas is under the hospitals in Gaza. Well, did you? I, there's video out there today of Hamas actually blocking fuel delivery to the Gaza hospital. I don't doubt it. It's, it's there. I mean, it's, I saw the video. Yes. Yes. Well, it was staged by IDF. Okay. Yeah, they won't let people leave. No. Certain areas. And you can't, want to you leave. can't get the fuel to the people who need the fuel. I mean, what are we talking about here? But we have the NBCs of the world. Yeah. The, CN, the CNN saying, well, Hamas says. Right. Oh, yeah, you can trust them. According to Hamas authorities. It's a terrorist organization. I heard that a bunch of times, too. My goodness, man. Okay. And you do get the feeling as this goes on, it's more and more coordinated. Did you see Greta Thunberg? Big rally? Supposed to be a climate rally? No. But then it turns anti-Israel. And this dude, this older dude, goes up on stage, grabs the mic, and says, I came here for a climate protest. I mean, I'm... I have the clip. I can play it for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I want to hear this. I oh, yeah. heard it. Okay, roll that. Here we go. We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I have come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. Came for the climate demonstration, not the political view. Right. And now there's a little fight over the microphone. And he took it from Thunberg. Yes, he went up, right. kind of grabbed it and was talking. Yeah. And she's trying to wrestle it back. And then you got people going. Oh, and then she tells him to calm down. Calm down. And then she grabs it. She's got, you know, the mic. They've taken this guy off the stage. And then the chants are starting. Can you hear it? No climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. Well, no no yeah, climate okay. justice on occupied land. So now you can see. See, killing two birds with one stone. It's, you know. Why have two separate protests when you could all do it all in one? Right. You know, Hamas is trying green energy as much as possible. Right. Always. Right. Exa- well, very yeah, concerned very, about the climate. Uh, yes. Very Reese's peanut butter cup protest, <laughs> right? You got your chocolate and your peanut butter all rolled into one. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. Gosh, damn. You have an interesting mind, Scotty. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, of course, you got that going on. I mentioned earlier, and I played a little clip, the uh, podcast with Elon Musk. He was on Lex Friedman's podcast, and they're talking about a number of different things. I mean, everything from AI to relationships to forgiveness uh, to world war. And Elon Musk is one that's studied battles throughout the history of mankind. Yes. He's very smart about a lot of different things. Yes, he is. Um, They were talking about China and talking about Taiwan. You know, Elon Musk has done a lot of business in China, knows the leaders of China. And when it comes to Taiwan, uh, he said, yes, they, they look at it like Taiwan is a state, like the United States would say, the Hawaii, that's ours. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Taiwan is even more important to China than Hawaii would be to the United States. And so China has been very clear that um, they will incorporate Taiwan uh, peacefully or uh, militarily, but that they will incorporate it from their standpoint is 100% likely. So know that. And then he talks about the relationship between the United States and China. Okay. Some of this you might find offensive. Okay. Not sure. I'm ready. Um, but, you know, I want to hear what Elon Musk has to say. Yeah. 
He's been there. He's seen it. And this is the first thing he mentioned. Get that thing stuck. Roll it. Here we go. Now we have a situation in the case of China where the, um, the economy is likely to be two, perhaps three times larger than that of the U.S. So imagine you're the biggest kid on the block for as long as anyone can remember, and suddenly a kid comes along who's twice your size. Like, that's going to happen sooner or later, basically. And then, like, Friedman, um, that's sort of a question for Elon. There does seem to be a giant cultural gap in understanding of each other. And you're an interesting case study because you are an American, obviously, mm -hmm. done a lot yes. of uh, incredible manufacturing here in the United States, but you also work with China. I've spent a lot of time in China and met with the leadership many times. Maybe a good question to ask is... What are some things about China that people don't understand, positive, just in the culture? What's some interesting things that you've learned about the Chinese? See, I think that's an interesting question. It is. Here's the answer. Well, uh, the, the sheer number of really smart, hardworking people in China is um, incredible. Uh, there are, I believe, if you say, like, how many smart, hardworking people are there in China? There's far more of them there than there are here, I think, in my, in my opinion. Stop there for a second. Do you ever think that? Because a lot of times, I'll just speak for me, but I think I'm not the only one. You think of people in China just being oppressed. Yes. Yes. There's, you don't really have freedom. I say that, and then I think of the people I know who've been there. Yes. Either on business or pleasure. Mm -hmm. And just how amazing Beijing was, or some of these other cities. In terms of the industrial, you know, explosion that took place there. Yeah. In, or the architecture and the buildings and, and the people who were working, the work ethic was never challenged. No. Now, granted, they don't let you see the slums. Right. Or they don't let you see some of the you other only, things. You because only see what they want you to see. It is, in fact, communist. Yes. But in, to, to, his, to his take, though, you would have to say, yeah, of course, that people are diligent and they are working. And they're benefiting from their work. Well, and when you just think of the future of the United States. Yes. Okay. Right now, what we're seeing at college campuses is uh, <laughs> it's frightening. And I don't, th there's a lot of intelligence that's lacking. Yes. From what you're seeing. Yes. And you hear that other story from Elon Musk with China, you're like, uh, well, listen, and that's not to say, boy, we need to pattern ourselves after no. China because. People will take it out of context. Oh, you want to be like China? Absolutely not. But you're always looking as a country or anything, any organization, I guess, how can you improve yourself? Well, yeah, I mean, look at look at your universities where you have, you know, there was, there was talk about, you know, discrediting or bouncing some of the Asian test scores down to make them more equitable to American <laughs> scores. I mean, th this isn't me making it up. This is, oh, no. This was happening. Because of work ethic? Because all of a sudden, and, the Asian yeah, yeah. kids were excelling far past where our kids were, and in order to make it fair, well, we got to make it harder for them. Right. You yes. know, I mean, it, this... And then like, we won't call them... Right. Asian Americans will say, well, they're kind of white. Right. They're sort of kind of white. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th so this is part and parcel, I think, what he's getting at here. Well... By the way, I'll play you the rest of the clip because when you brought up, you know, people you know that have been there and they yeah. talk about Elon Musk goes into that part. Um, the uh, and they've got a lot of energy. So, I mean, the, the architecture in China that's in recent years is far more impressive than the U.S. 
I mean, the, the, the train stations, the buildings, the high-speed rail, everything, it's really far more impressive than what we have in the U.S. Yeah. And, you know, and again, I'm, by the right. way, he also champions the United States on a lot of things in that. Well, I mean, there's a interview. lot of things to champion. But sure. when, when, you know, you sound like old man River, but work ethic is work ethic is work ethic. And, and you yeah. know, and have we seen a decline in work ethic or is that just me because I'm the oldest guy on the show? Nope. You know, and, and so no, not at all. we've seen that. We recognize it, it. We understand it. How can you excel as a nation continue to excel at the pace some of the other countries are excelling in without first having success tied to wealth, tied to good living? Not, not something you should be ashamed of or punished for. Right. Because that's what we have currently. That is true. Yes. I mean, and that's the damnable misery of it there. Because the work hard, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, you can achieve anything you want. Society went away with, well, you can't because of A, B, and C. It's yes. not my fault. It's just everybody's holding me down. Which is the whole equity movement. You know, no matter where you were born, what color you are, what parents you had. I mean, all of these things are keeping me down, man. <laughs> It's you not just, my fault. You just needed to be wound up a little bit no, to let but it, it loose. It, but Good job. I, back to, I mean, this all started with Elon Musk, but he's absolutely right. Yes. I 100% agree. By the way, totally different story. But what you're talking about, did you see the poll out with millennials and Gen Zers who live with their parents, like post-college? Live with their parents. They were asked, when do you plan to move out? Many of them said not for another 10 years. Wow. After their parents are dead, in other words? I don't think after they're dead. No. You got parents in their 40s and then so what are, so, what are they, so what are they waiting for? Well, it's just you just can't make enough money to really make it, you know. Yeah, okay. Your own. Well, it, it's a really odd thing when you get into it. Because I know what you will say, Scott, is the reason I moved out and I had to get a crappy apartment, whatever, there was a certain life I wanted to live and I couldn't do it at home. I wanted to drink, smoke, and have <laughs> girls over. Yes. I couldn't do that when I lived with my mom and dad. And there so was motivation think... there. But if I could drink, smoke, and bring girls over and live with mom and dad, well, why not? So that's usually where people will go when they're having that conversation. Parents are just, you know... Why do I want to live Too with lax. my parents? I want my own life, But man. there's something else going on. There are a lot of young men and women not even getting together. I heard another stat over the weekend reading different things. Over 50% of young men aged, what was it, 22 to 30, have not approached a woman in the last year. Well, because I think there's so many that are unapproachable. That it's the woman's fault? No, I think it's, I think it's a combination. You can't tell me that a young man doesn't see some woman that's approachable, like I want to talk to her no, and think, maybe ask well, her on a date. So what's the problem here? What's it's going fear on? fear of rejection, and it's not knowing how to communicate. I agree with that. If they could just text it each is. other, it'd be great. Yes, that sort of thing. But no, I, mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but I also think there's some kind of weirdo standard that, you know, I'm, no man's going to tell me how to live or what to do. or blah, Oh, that blah. sort of thing. I could be happy without a man. I don't need a man around. Well, there's, there's a lot of that, too. There's also internet porn. Yeah. Which is more prevalent. Yeah. You guys are like, well, I'm just not even going to Again, another reason to move it's out of sad. your parents' house, though. I mean. And then you go on to the birth rate. By the yeah. end of the show, it's going to be two old guys going, Nations, what's wrong I with this country? But seriously, I don't want to be that guy. But when it's staring you right in the face. Dude. Listen, man. 
the different studies and surveys, I mean, they're just out there. And then you just react to it. You're like, man, this this is problematic. This hey, is... My, we had Playboy. That's it. <laughs> so you had to talk to a woman. Right. Yeah. News update straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 36,000. 25 one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, he's out. He's got some penicillin. We hope he's back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. In his pocket. I don't know if it's in his pocket, but he does it. I'm not lying. No, I know. He told, he told both of us that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's all we should say for right now. Well, we, It's his story, and yeah. he can tell it when he's back. Yeah, he'll have okay. some explaining to do. Okay. You know, so much talk about Israel Hamas. Yep. And, well, of course. At the same time, our southern border is wide open. It has been for a long time. It's yes. a huge issue, and yes. it's you know affected a lot of big cities across America. Of course, New York City, Eric Adams, he's been yelling about it for a long time. All of a sudden, he's being investigated. <laughs> I see how that turned on him, huh? Well, in Chicago, they're saying, I don't know what, what are we going to do with all these people. We don't know what to do. I don't know if you happen to see this. The Chicago Tribune had a story. Where some people that are there, of course, legally, are wanting to go back home. Like, this sucks. Came here for the American dream. It's not even winter yet. This sucks because they're intense. Yeah, yeah. So it talked about this family from Venezuela requesting they be given plane tickets back to Venezuela. You don't blame them. I mean, if you had, you know, 
be in a tent. Yeah, in the you, winter. you started in the police in station Chicago? or the airport, yeah. and then you're outside in a tent? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So in the story, talking about, you know, all these people getting shipped from one place to the next in Chicago, there's no place to go. Now, again, there isn't any place to go. Nope. But Biden knew this and did nothing about the border, had nope. every chance. Nothing from Mayorkas, the entire administration. They basically said, yep, green light, come on in, use the app. But they didn't plan on Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, shipping a lot of people here illegally to all of these other cities. And DeSantis did it. And again, man, when you're talking about especially people that are in a terrible situation, that just want to better their family, and they hear, well, it's going to cost me this amount. It's going to be a harrowing trip to get into the United States. But once we're there... We're kind of going to be taken care of mm-hmm. and a chance to work and to be in America. You can't blame people for doing that. <laughs> but as far as the left goes, they've opened the door and now they have no way to provide that. I guess they were just expecting what Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, just take care of all those people. Mm-hmm. That's sort of your job. Well, it wasn't your problem. And then you could moralize yourself. Uh, into saying, well, we're the, we're, you know, look at the morality of us up here up north. We're a work- welcoming city. Never thinking for a second this was going to happen to you. No. And it was always very easy to do that, to cast dispersions and, and calls of racism against those governors on the border and those people that didn't want you know, welcoming. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. Well, Denver has spent $4.5 million transporting more than 12000 Illegal immigrants out of state. Yeah. They get shipped. Up. No, not here. Yeah. They don't How much them. is it going to cost us to get rid of this issue? Yep. And so, yeah, obviously, it's a huge problem. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today, back tomorrow, we hope. There's Scott Robbins. Um, see what happens with Lebanon with this Israeli war with Hamas. Because Hezbollah has been lobbing some rockets over northern part of Israel. And who knows where this is going to go. You're hoping it doesn't escalate. But you just don't know. You don't know what Iran is going to do. As the United States is, you know, hitting some targets after our troops have been targeted, who knows how many times now? Well over 40. So trying to keep track of everything that's going on there. I don't know if you happen to see this. It was a piece from Daily Wire. It was a former Hamas terrorist in training telling his story of what it was like him growing up because he was born in Lod, which is a city near... Tel Aviv, at nine years old, um, was transported to Gaza for Hamas jihadi training at what he calls one of the most extreme mosques in the region. Uh, Later in life, he escaped and then was taken in by an Israeli family Mm -hmm. after then he joined the Israeli military and converted to Judaism. 
but he tells his story of what it was like being nine and being trained as a jihadist for Hamas. It's brutal. Like what you would expect, I guess, or some maybe worse. Said he underwent training, um, started 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. So it started with memorizing the entire Quran, including Sharia law. Said from there, we started to understand what the goal of the institution was. What was the goal? To turn you into a shaheed, a religious martyr for Islam. They didn't give us weapons. They didn't give us knives. They were working on turning us into living weapons or suicide bombers. Said a major part of the training focused on overcoming the fear of death. Trainees were made to walk around cemeteries that contained the remains of suicide bombers to inspire the kids to want to be like them. So the instructors would normalize death for the students. And the dude said, you live it every day and every night. What scares you is staying alive, sinning. God forbid wanting to live as a normal human being, someone who wants to get married and such things, to get to know what it means to be a child. And there was swift punishment for those found breaking the rules. Said at age 13 and a half, two kids were suspected of having relations between them. Those two kids were beheaded in front of the rest of the kids. God. Yeah. Said it's not a world you're familiar with. And this is his words. The religion of Islam sanctifies death. And the peak of this training is lying in an open grave. So they have them lying in open grave dude so try to imagine for a moment close your eyes lying in an actual open grave about 30 or 40 students teachers etc stand above your head reading verses from the quran so that you feel that moment when you become a martyr they lead you angels guide you to a meeting with the holy one all sorts of things like that that's part of the training he says fundamentalist muslim culture i guess what Americans would say is extremism. Mm-hmm. Said so it's severely misunderstood. It's not democratic, liberal, or free culture that you can get along with. Said, so in fact, this freedom, liberalism, democracy in the state of Israel is something terribly confusing for them. They don't know what to do with it. And it kind of helps you understand the mindset from, you know, people that have been in it that talk about it. Said, so a Muslim comes to you and says, listen, I want to kill you because you're Jewish. I have an issue with you. And then what do you say to him? Come, listen, I'll give you five billion shekels. Take it. Build schools. He says, and what does he say? Muslim would say, but I don't want schools. Your secular schools don't interest me. And said the moderation in Islam is suppressed in that area. If one of the leaders decides to join in fighting against Israel, anyone in the community who resists or refuses to take part They will mark their houses in red as traitors, and they will be the first houses to go up in flames. Wow. And that's Hamas. Yeah. And so, you know, at least to me, I don't know how to run a news organization, obviously. David would be closer, but he's not here today. But it seems you could tell that part of the story as you're talking about a humanitarian crisis with hospitals Because, yeah, people feel terrible for what's happening to Palestinians there. It's no doubt. But there is another side of the story. Legacy media in this country is not telling, in my opinion. And it's an important part of the story. 
That's sad, man. But how many people in the United States know that that's what life is like for a lot of the kids that grow up in Gaza? Oh, very few. Um, Very few. It's not talked about. No. And we're also talking about this like there's some sort of fantasy out there that perhaps, you know, well, we can just sit down and talk about this and sort out our differences and make peace. It doesn't exist. Hamas has said that. It won't exist. No. There's no chance of that happening. None. Zero. No, Rashida Tlaib late last week tried to back up and say, yeah, this coexistence thing. No, Hamas has already said that's not not what they want. They're not interested in coexistence. They're not not interested in two-state. They're not interested in it at all. No. You cannot negotiate. Golda Meir said it. You can't negotiate with somebody who wants to kill you. No. You can't. No, you can't. So all this nonsense, but going, getting back to your initial point here, and that is true, when it's beat into your head from the time you're old enough oh. to, to have any sort of memory at all, then you grow up that way. Yes. It's why crazy, fractionalized Christianity in this country is never going to be the majority rules. Right. They're fringy. They're out there. We know they're out there. Yeah. And they're doing it in the name of God and in the name of the Bible in their world. And they're fringy and they're they're excommunicated from the rest of society. Well, they're and living other on Christians will speak somewhere. out against them. They do openly. all the time. Yeah. That's not me. That's not us. Those people don't represent what's going on in the right. world of Christianity. No. And that's the majority of the people. Agree. Yeah. Because if we let those kooks run things. Oh, my goodness. We'd be in the same spot. No, totally agree. You know, so, I mean, it's just, but this argument is like chasing your tail in a circle. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, ifs and buts and, you know, okay. All right. Other news out there. Oh, FedEx. Did you see that story? Delivered $20,000 in lottery tickets to the wrong address. Oh, $20,000 in lottery tickets. Yes. A woman near Cape Cod, Danielle Alexandrov, got boxes in the mail last week. And said one of them was oddly heavy, didn't know what it was. She opened it up, and it was twenty grand worth of unscratched lottery tickets. All right, let's get to scratching. They were all in stacks and wrapped in plastic. Mm-hmm. She said it was tempting. Yeah, I'll bet. She did think about keeping them, but she said her values are always to do the next right thing. I'd always be afraid I'd get caught. See, that's the thing you wonder. You can say, all right, right. I, I wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. There's also that fear of, okay, I get a scratcher and yeah. it's worth some cash. Yeah. You can get caught. Yeah. It was the tickets were supposed to go to a liquor store down the street. FedEx delivered them to the wrong address. So that's what happened there. So if it would have been a booze delivery instead of lottery tickets, well, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, something else that's going on, of course, Ukraine, Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah. The interesting take Kinda on that. Kind of got we'll pushed into to. the background, didn't Yeah, it? we'll get to yeah. that coming up uh, in a bit. Also saw this was making the rounds today on a lighter note. Um, it's embarrassing moments that most of us can relate to that maybe it's happened to you before. Oh, boy. And, like, have you ever tripped or fell in public? Yes. 93% of people have. Yeah. Yeah, that's common. It's yeah. always embarrassing, though. There's no doubt about well, it. Oh, yeah. And all, no matter how bad it hurts, you didn't get hurt. Yeah. You know what, man? I totally, I thought about one time, one time I was with you, we were, we were in Chicago together and I fell at a club right in front of a bunch of people. It's like a slick spot on the floor. Yeah. And I just remembered, you know, a long time ago in this business, you'd go out, you know, during a hockey game. It was like 10,000 people. 
and you're, you know, emceeing something. Oh. Well, I thought I could pull off wearing the cowboy boots on the ice. It didn't work. Yep. Boom. Down you go. Everybody's laughing. You just you got to laugh along at that sure. point. You ever texted the wrong person? I don't think so. No, I have. That's 83% of us. Um, well, you don't text a whole lot. Not a ton. Um, you ever take a sip of something and completely miss your mouth? I've taken a sip of something thinking it was something it wasn't. What was it? Like when you think it's orange juice and it's like, you know, Diet Coke instead. Oh. And you're expecting a certain taste and you don't see, get it. Maybe we shouldn't go through this whole list. I know. Well, I've done both. I've tried to take a sip and then it and then it goes down the side of your mouth. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Where did that come from? How do you miss your mouth? I don't know. And yeah, when you had a lot of buddies that, you know, chewed tobacco and had a spit can. Right. And it was, you know, it just looked like the, another beer can. Take a swig oh, out of that one. Golly. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Jeez. How about the door that says pull, but you push instead? I do. I've done it a hundred times. Ninety-seven percent. Yep. Um, mishearing someone and replying with an answer that makes no sense. Yes, done that. Ninety-three percent. Just happened to me yesterday. Yes. I, someone said something. I'm like, oh no, you go ahead. No, I said have a good day. Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Am I getting that old? Ha! Right. What? I Can't hear you. I don't know. Yeah. You're in a quiet room and your stomach growls really loud. It happens to you all the time. It happens. Did you hear it earlier in the yeah, show? Yeah. But I'm used to it with you. It happens almost every day. I didn't even call attention to it. Right. Because I can hear it. It's like. Yeah, dude. Kind of happened right now. Or you've had food stuck in your teeth for hours and then you didn't know it. Piece of salad or something. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Gosh. I just did that thing. Oh, yeah. It's involuntarily. Mm. Yeah. yeah, buddy came out of the bathroom one time. He's like, I thought you were my friend. Things hanging from my teeth for hours. You didn't say a word. Zipper down, too. Yeah, bad. bad one. All right. News update and an interesting take on Ukraine and Russia straight ahead. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out today, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. I don't know, this didn't get a whole lot of attention. Uh, it was a story about the Nord Stream pipeline, which got blew up, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, part of our <laughs> government was trying to say, you know, Vladimir Putin may have blown up his own pipeline. His own pipeline. Uh, nobody really believed that. No. And then it was looking like, well, that was us. Well, now there is another story out there that says it's actually a guy in the Ukraine military. Um, but he conducted all this. Now, he's not an expert when it comes to diving, explosives, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's been a mid-level guy for years, but he was kind of behind this, and he did it. He didn't want Zelensky to even know about it. Really? Mm-hmm. People are supposed to believe that? So if that's <laughs> true, then why wouldn't he be fired from his job? That doesn't make any sense. Good question. I don't know, man. So, and this was over a year ago. I remember the story at the time, Elon Musk saying, hey, there should be peace talks. And oh my gosh, people were out of their minds. Well, there's, what? No, Ukraine's going to win this war. And, you know, he had put out on X, uh, listen, the, Russia's two or three times the size. Ukraine's not going to be able to win that war. You don't understand Ukraine is winning that war. Right. And they can. You know, you just need some other things in place to do it. And a lot of us, you know, are not experts in this. You're trying to figure out, okay, whose information do I believe when it comes to this sort of thing? Because you hear it from Ukraine. Oh, yeah, if we just get these tools from the United States and our allies, we can win this thing. And then other people will say that, no, and that counteroffensive was a disaster over the summer. So... In Lex Friedman's podcast, he had Elon Musk on. They're talking about this war. And Musk said, yeah, when I called for peace, you know, a year ago, um, I was saying there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to die, and you're not going to see the land at this point change hands. And he went in depth on why that is. Mm -hmm. But there's one clip that I wanted to play uh, from that piece just to get your thoughts. Here it is. The reason I, I, you know, Propose a, a some sort of truce or, or, or peace a year ago was because I predicted pretty much exactly what would, would happen, uh, which is a lot of people dying for basically almost no changes in land, um, and this, the 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 loss of the the flower of Ukrainian and Russian youth, and we should have some sympathy for the the Russian boys as well as the Ukrainian boys because the Russian boys didn't, didn't ask to be on their front line; they have to be. So, um, thought that was interesting because, yeah, the Russian boys, I mean, you're made to go fight, mm-hmm. it's just part of what it is. Yeah. And if you've seen the reports out of Ukraine, there were a lot of young men, they were fleeing, getting out. I don't want to go die. 
for this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And that's the thing, man. You may think in your mind for a second, well, that sounds pretty cowardly. That's also one of the most corrupt countries in the world and has been. I don't know what it's like to grow up there. I have no idea. But you're fighting for your country. Uh, I have no idea exactly what that experience is if you're growing up there, if you think that's worth fighting for. Because what my said a year ago was, you know, whether it's Crimea, wherever, let the people decide who do you want to be ruled by, Ukraine or Russia, and then see if it's even worth fighting for. But anyway, he goes on. There's a lot of sons not, not coming back to their parents, you know, and and I think most of them don't don't really have, they don't hate the other side. You know, it's sort of like, there's this saying about, like this, this saying comes from World War One. it's like, young boys who don't know each other, killing each other on behalf of old men that do know each other. <sighs> the hell's the point of that? Is that a little too peaceful for you, Scotty? No. No, I mean, it's such a it's such a complicated, complex, intertwined. Yes. Angry and the oligarchs, oligarchy, the money, and you don't know exactly we, what's at stake. We don't know who the good guys are. We don't know who the bad guys are. I think it's safe to say, you know, Putin's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But are we convinced that Zelensky's not? Well, and this United States stance of as long as it takes, whatever it takes, as much money as it takes. Well, we're doing it. We do this all the time. And it's worth asking the question. It doesn't mean you're a Putin stooge if you do. How do we end up in Afghanistan? The Markley Van Camp and Robin show. That's true. By the way, no insight there either. No yeah. game, no end game, none at all. How do we declare victory? We don't know. Just occupying force forever. And then the way you leave with Afghanistan. Well, yeah, it was terrible. Oh, my goodness. But that's the way you did it after all those years. That's how it ends. Right. It ends, and then yeah. two months later, it's right back where it was. Well, and you can't deny if you've invested in the military industrial complex, you've made money. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying that. Okay. Still much more to get to. Oh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny story. I don't yeah. think they were trying to be funny. No. But we'll get to that. And the Robins, top three, the trifecta coming up. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. Uh, he's got the penicillin. There's Scott Robbins. <laughs> Sounds like he's. It's a disease unto itself. I didn't say that. He's got the penicillin. Does he? Yes. That's all I said. But it sounds like he caught it, like it was contagious, like he caught the penicillin. Oh, sorry. No, he has that to remedy what ails him. Right. We, that, he was probably caught that too. I didn't say anything other than the penicillin. No, for the record. Usually it's something you catch. Which, by the way, and I'm not inferring anything going into this story from what was just said about David. Right. Uh, 
Planned Parenthood. They're in the news. Yeah. Well, a part of this has to do with, remember when you had everybody on the left talking about the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act in 2022? They called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. You can't say gay in the Florida school. That's right. Which was a load of crap. Of course it was. It's not what it was at all. But, I mean, seriously, the branding from the left worked. There were a lot of people parroting that and still do. Well, like the don't say gay, they won't let you say gay in Florida in schools. That's not true. What's interesting is it seems Planned Parenthood won't say gay in some of their marketing. What? Yes. Um, An ad that they put out, this was all over online, um, talking about unprotected sex. It says, ask about doxycycline within the first 72 hours to help lower your chances of contracting an STI. Okay. And it says a common antibiotic can now be used to reduce the risk of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. Mm -hmm. And if taken within 72 hours, it reduces the chances of contracting three common bacterial STIs by up to 70%. And the last part, it doesn't say like a gay man. It won't say it. Uh It phrases it as something else which is is only for a person with a penis that's i'm just reading as it uh, says that's okay i'm i'm an adult here so we're all adults here it, okay. it says only for a person with a penis who has a sexual partner who also has a penis oh. okay so, so it doesn't say just gay man because well, i'm sure in that world if you're a person with a penis, but you say you're a woman, then you're not see, a man. Is that, see, that's there's, the, there's your catch right there. That's the hoops you're trying to jump yeah, that, through when you're your Planned Parenthood. A lot of hoops to jump through, yep. So, and when you try to jump through all those hoops, you yeah. sound like a complete idiot by saying it's only for a person with a penis who has a sexual partner who also has a penis. Penis. Yeah. Well, jumping through hoops is how you get it sometimes. <laughs> Oh, how many times do you say you can't make it up? And well, you, you really can't. can't. It's just, we're we're beyond nutty now. <laughs> I mean, that's I, the best way you can say. I, it. I think I think I might have. Well, at least two of the three I have today are nutty. Oh, for the trifecta. Yeah, just well, nutty. Let's, let's waste no more time. Okay, let's just let's, get right. Get right. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time on the show, Scott Robbins' top three of the day, the trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Another weekend, no show. Gotcha. Invited over, didn't show up. Yes. I'm ready. Don't get it. Don't know what I ever did, but okay. Mama told me not to come. I know, but she keeps telling you that. You're I'm ready. A grown man for crying out loud. Three. All right. Okay. He's ready. Yeah. What is number three? Uh, Pink is bringing her trust fall tour to Florida this week. Okay. She's going to pull one over on Ron DeSantis, by golly. What? Yeah, that's right. She's got she a was on Ron Instagram la- okay. last night, shared among the things that she's going to be doing while in Florida. She said that she is a personal fan of banned books. Good for you, Pink. She's going to give away 2,000 such books at her concerts in Miami and Orlando. 
Uh, what? Screw you, Ron DeSantis. You're banned books. I'm going to give 2000 away at each one of my concerts. I'm pink. What books are banned? Uh, yeah, I know. First of all, enough with the banned books crap. Okay, just stop with that. There are no banned books. No, there are no banned books. There are books deemed age-inappropriate. Correct. But they're not banned. If you're an adult, you could buy them anywhere you want. This is like another version of the don't say gay thing. It's not true. Right. And if the books are banned, how did you get your hands on them, Pink? <laughs> Just a question. Now, on with the guy. I'm going to yes. show them. It's banned. Here's how I got them. Banned books at my concert. Yeah, I can go order them. I can go get them at the store. But they're banned. Shut up. Yeah, that makes a lot of right, sense. Exactly. Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day up to number two. Yeah, just when things can't get any nuttier out there. Uh, January 6th, Capitol Riot. QAnon Shaman is filed for a 2024 congressional bid. Are you serious? Yes, I am. Arizona resident Jacob Chamsley. That's his name, by the way. It is. Uh, dubbed the QAnon Shaman, who was the guy who was his image all over TV, right, during the insurrection. Yeah. He's filed a statement of interest uh, last Thursday, which, according to the AP, indicates he will run as a libertarian in next year's election for the 8th Congressional District seat in Arizona. Yeah! That's right. There's the Shaman. Yep, that's right. Wow. <laughs> Another complete moron running on the Republican side, but okay. <laughs> Why not? What happened to him was awful. It was awful. They were like, we're going to make an example out of this guy. Right. Insurrection. And they did. The whole thing. Yep. And again, man, when you go back and you listen to the audio and watch the video. Yeah. With the officers there, they're having just a nice conversation. Well, they Yes. Which was always odd anyway, wasn't it? It was odd. Yeah. It's like, hey, can I get you guys out of here? Yeah, okay, we'll leave. Yeah, we're not disrespecting the place or anything yeah, like that. we don't want to do that. No. Yeah. It's absolutely unreal. I got to hear that again, man. Okay, all right. Fire I, I think it up. we have it. Okay. Don't we? Hey! This is edited, right? Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Glad to see you guys. You guys are patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Oh, yeah. He's bleeding. Yes, Oh, yeah. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention? I'm good. Thank you. All right. Yeah, there's cops just having the conversation. shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Oh, yeah, he was shot in the face with a plastic bullet. That's why the one guy was bleeding. And then... Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? That's the cop. That was during the, quote, insurrection. Any chance I could get you guys to leave the Senate wing? Right. Um, we will. I've been making sure I ain't disrespecting the place. See? No disrespect here. They're not getting all rioty. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. Yeah, no problem. The shaman. That's all. That's right. Okay. And the countdown continues. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. And finally, one. Well, Randy Weingarten is back in the news. And she again is self-owning because that's what she does. President of the American Federation of Teachers frequently finds herself at the receiving end of community notes over on X, Twitter, whatever, mostly because she's trying to rewrite history when it comes to her role in keeping schools shut down during COVID. Now, the result of a lot of the schools being shut down in COVID and other things has been we've seen an increase in the amount of students who are being homeschooled now by their parents. Oh, yeah. It's been a wild increase. Yes. She hasn't learned any lessons at all from past mistakes, so... She took to Twitter on Sunday to share an Axios story about the rise in homeschooling families. 
What could possibly be behind this trend? Surely not teachers' unions and school children as political pawns, right? Here's the tweet. <laughs> she copied the story from Axios. And the reason this is happening is, well, because there are black families who say they turn to homeschooling in order to keep their kids away from the school-to-prison pipeline. Families of color and those with religious affiliations seeking to avoid bullying and racism. And the reason that there's homeschooling now, there are families who pulled their trans kids out of school to avoid an unhealthy situation where they feel threatened. Had nothing at all to do with anything else. Those are the reasons people have pulled their children out and are homeschooling them. Okay. Corrupt Randy Weingarten is no reason that people should be homeschooling their kids. I mean, depending on the district. Like if you were, say, in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, you look at the test scores. They're awful. Yes. If you're a black family and you can and have the means to homeschool, you would do it. But it wasn't to keep your spear kids from school to prison pipeline. Well, no, 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 they'll they'll say no. some sort of nonsense like that, right? Until you actually go talk to the parents, right. and they'll say no. I mean, they're falling behind even if they're doing well in class because well, they're just passing them through. They're not challenging yeah, and, them. And you know, is there an overabundance of trans kids that were taken out of schools that I'm aware of that I'm not aware of? I don't know. No, were the receipts involved in this story? No. Of course not. But Randy doesn't want to take any responsibility at all for her part in it. Come on. This woman is evil, man. It's just terrible all the way around. And there you have it. Bad people. We had to call this segment Bad People. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. Scott Robbins trifecta. I saw this little blurb online because, you know, there's going to be a lot of travel around Thanksgiving. Yep. People stay in with family, that sort of thing. And this was being shared online. Different people have house rules. So you know, people go online and start complaining about their in-laws, like this weird house rule. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard anything like this. Like, there's zero talking during dinner. What? No. I thought that was one of the points of dinner. It's wow, like community. Dude. Yeah. That sort of thing. It was about, you know, well, they didn't like kids talking with their mouth open. Well, you can wait till you're done chewing. It would seem to communicate. I thought that's where people did a majority of their talking. Another one, if you slam a door, you have to kiss it to make it feel better. Who does that? Can you imagine dating someone and that was the rule in the house? Is that a deal breaker? Same people that support Randy Weingarten. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, that is absolutely crazy. Gosh, dang. Okay. It's a deal breaker. Yes. Okay. Um, Much more to get to, including uh, Trump's attorney is going to ask for a mistrial. That's the word. Get an update on that. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed 
Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice, so many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Yeah, there. Saw this at hot air. Apparently, the Washington Post has woken up to reality. You know what they're reporting now? What's that? That, and this was breaking news yesterday, that new evidence reveals that Hamas planners intended to strike a blow of historic proportions on October 7th with the expectation that their actions would compel an overwhelming Israeli response. Well, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That's been talked about for a while. Mm-hmm. But then I remind myself, I suppose if you only got your news from legacy media, that might be new news to you. Yes. Wow. Yes. In the story, it says the evidence described by more than a dozen current and former intelligence and security officials from four Western and Middle Eastern countries reveals an intention by Hamas planners to strike a blow of historic proportions in the expectation that it would compel an overwhelming Israeli response. Several officials who had not previously spoken about the matter said the intelligence about Hamas's motivations has become stronger in recent days. Okay. Why all of a sudden would the Washington Post report this now? Is it because what's happening in the United States is starting to get out of control to even legacy media with the amount of protests, anti-Israel sentiment? Yeah, I think you can only You're losing pretend people. this stuff doesn't exist for only so long. Yeah. You know, you got to eventually you have to, you must. I think that's You're forced into it. Probably true. Yeah. Like, wow, what? We were hoping to, you know, we could kind of avoid all this. or whatever, yeah. but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Right, exactly. Well, be yep. careful what you wish for. Yep. All right, let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start in Indiana. 
this dude, 34 years old, robbed a K Jewelers. This is near Indianapolis. Okay. Got into a high-speed chase, uh, chase with police. A chase. Yeah, I got it. So, big high-speed chase. It's going on and on. During the pursuit, they could see him waving his hand out the window trying to signal to them. But they didn't know what he was saying. Hmm. It's like, are you waving? Are you mocking? Are you are you like saying back off? Are you yeah. just saying hello? What was he doing? He crashed into a police car, but then kept going. They eventually got him boxed in and then arrested him. So they were trying to figure out what were you trying to yell out your window with your hands or whatever. He said he was trying to explain, "Hey, you're not supposed to keep chasing me." <laughs> you know, because some police departments have right, policies where cops are supposed to call off right. a high-speed chase if it gets too dangerous. Yep, that's what he was planning on for the getaway. Oh, okay. Like, hey, no, I'm going too fast. You're not supposed to keep chasing. I'll tell you what I thought he was doing. What? Waving him around. <laughs> like, go ahead and go pass. around me. Yeah. <laughs> Guess he's facing a long list of charges: theft, resisting arrest, reckless driving, possession of weed, because yeah. that's illegal in Indiana, yeah. and driving without a license. Mm. Um, story out of D.C. CVS figured something out, saying that if I guess shoplifters don't care much about picture frames. See, the CVS is one of those stores that had to put its toilet paper behind lock and key. Yep, because it's getting stole all the time. So what they did was replace the actual toilet paper with framed photos of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's supposed to be here, but we can't have it because of you thieves. You keep stealing it, yeah. And we got a Nimrod out of California. He uh, went to this back alley and met up with this dude that was driving an old Honda Civic and bought a bunch of gold bars from him. And then was shocked to find out, hey, these gold bars are fake. Guess how much he paid for him? How much? $21,000. Well, that's fairly significant then. You got to go to a reputable gold bar dealer like Bob Menendez (laughs) (laughs) if you want the real thing. Back alley, old. Okay. Yeah. And then this complete moron in Maryland throwing multiple drinks at employees through a McDonald's drive through window because they didn't get the food fast enough. Which reminds me of you, Robbins. I know, I get pissed too, yep. I'm not here for quality, I'm here because it's fast! Yeah, come on! And that's Nimrod's in the news, and this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.